Yeah, and I mean, I'm joining Facebook groups and Reddit groups and stuff like that and trying to be a contributing member. Ooh. But you don't like people. Well, yeah, but, you know, I'll, I'll like some if they, you know, lead to a job. <laughs> dance, monkey, dance. This week's episode of Dance Monkey Dance. I'm Chris. I'm John. How you doing, John? I'm doing great. How are you? Oh, just surviving. So that's all we can ask. I see your your um, governor is talking about moving in the right direction. His numbers go up. I don't know what that means, but uh, he's a moron. <laughs> Pure and simple, he's a moron. Uh. This was the asshole who did all the ads with his kids, and they're playing, and he's like, build the wall. Mm. He's a douchebag. Uh, Somebody see. needs to punch him in the throat. But <laughs> it's not going to happen, because, you know, the secret police are out there now. They are. They are, and they're they're taking people away in vans and shit. That's right. And they're pissing off the moms in Portland. Well, hey, somebody's got to fucking stand up. The, the spineless ha- asshole militias aren't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where's the NRA now that was talking about corrupt governments, huh? Hmm. Haven't heard from them, have you? <laughs> well, that's weird. Hmm. Ah, <laughs> oh, good times. Wow. Don't know. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> uh, but, you know, you could be like Regis Philburn. Dead. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. That's Okay. I've, I saw a lot of people that on Facebook that were like, oh, no, not Regis. And these people must never have met him. Exactly. Um, Regis was an asshole. Yes. Yes. And if you, if you didn't have the pleasure of ever meeting him, there are certain people, certain famous people I have met where I was like, oh, I'm glad I'm, I don't have to work with him or her. And he was definitely one of those people. Yep. I don't know if he mellowed in his old age after retirement, but he was a douchebag. Oh, I doubt it. He was. So, I can't say I'm really going to miss him. No. But no. I'm he sure he, he was... <sighs> yeah. Oh, the stories. The stories! Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, that place you used to work at, uh-huh. he, he was a fixture there at a certain time of the year for many years uh-huh. and one time he was walking past a uh, girl who had an apron on tied around her waist and he got close to her untied it and fell to the ground and he goes now bend over and pick it up <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh i think that's kind of part of the me too movement but you know uh, yeah not Regis. There, He's a fixture. There was a bunch of stories that circulated around Facebook after he died of 
of character performers that were the victim of things like that with him and mm-hmm. a lot of them saying you don't know this man that you're all praising like just right. just because he was on TV and smiled and put on a happy face does not mean he was a nice person right so. right and you know it's weird because it's maybe it's a talk host thing talk show host thing okay because now there's stuff going around about Ellen DeGeneres having a toxic work environment. Yeah. And I know that when Rosie O'Donnell was on the air, it was the same thing. It's like she'd have one persona yes. on the air and then she'd be something totally different after that. Yes. It's like, so I don't get it. I, uh, without, well, how do I, how do I tell this story? Um, so she was, she was Rosie O'Donnell. When you were on the Aladdin General show. No, yes. it's about Rosie O'Donnell. Um, when okay. she was in Florida one time doing her show, I happened to be on the set for something. Okay. And watched her throw a yogurt at her production assistant because they handed her a plastic spoon instead of a metal one. Yes. So, I recall that story. So there are there are definitely people in the public spotlight who are big douchebags because they're on <laughs> TV. Yeah. So yeah. That's sad. Yeah. Whenever whenever somebody brings up Rosie O'Donnell, I'm, I always tell that story of like you don't know, you don't know the monster that was there, man. And I'm sure I'm sure Ellen's the same way. Ellen has gotten all this stuff about you know her talk show and oh how great she is i'm sure that goes to your head and at some point well when you're surrounded by people who do nothing but tell you your shit don't stink yep <laughs> you know yep yeah it's it's kind of bad i mean you got that you got people like fu- fucking kanye west who was here in charleston <laughs> to announce he was running for president after he dropped out Yes. And then who had who had a rally. Yes. And and then he went nuts so with no microphone. He had a rally with no microphone yes. and then yes. tried to tell the Charleston crowd that Harriet Tubman did not free slaves to a Charleston well, she, audience. But she she didn't free them. She helped them to freedom. But he was saying that she had nothing to do with it. Oh. So yeah, I love I love her maple syrup. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Is Mrs. Tubman. No, no, no. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, she was. She, well, you know, and that that's like Frederick Douglass. I hear Frederick Douglass is doing great things for the black population. <laughs> Frederick Douglass. Yeah. Okay. Remember him? Didn't he? Because apparently Donald Trump thinks he's still alive. He, he's the peanut guy, right? Oh, that's George Washington Carver. Oh. Uh, okay. Okay, I'm reading it now. I got it. It's all good. Okay. <laughs> do you ever do you ever go to Epcot and see the show in the American Adventure? Oh my God, it's been a really long time. He's the guy on the raft. Okay. I'll take your word. That's all you need to know. Okay. That's all you need to know. He's the guy in the raft. I mean, he died in 1895, so, you know. Yes. Yeah. 
our president knew him well. Who needs who needs facts when you're in you're a politician? Come on. Oh, well, you know, <laughs> I I'm just amazed at how much you can lie and get away with it and not get in trouble for it. Like I'm watching this this attack ad about this woman trying to keep a burglar out of her house that's full of lies about defunding the police. And, mm. you know, the very last line is, I'm Donald J. Trump, and I approve this message. Yep. Like, but but it's not true. Well, it's not true, people. It's because we're not holding Obama anybody accountable. Obama was not born in Kenya. Nope. That should have been more than enough to keep him out of the White House. Yep. So, so since I live in the great state of South Carolina... Um, and us being a, a red state for the most part, um, I, I've taken to Facebook to challenge some of the people that Ooh. say some stupid shit online. And somebody was talking about coronavirus and on one of the, the local pages and that how um, if we had had better leadership in the beginning and they didn't get rid of the... the um, the council, the, the pandemic people, yes. whoever that was, um, things might not be so bad. And I guess people took offense with the fact that, uh, they were questioning the administration. And one of the women said, well, how come back when Obama was in office, nobody batted an eye at the 60,000 cases of H1N1 there were. So I, I, I I flipped some some switch flipped in my head and looked up H1N1 and I wrote back to her and I said H1N1 claimed the lives of 12,000 people which is tragic in itself but coronavirus in the last four months has killed over 150,000 people it's not the same fucking thing Karen all the winning uh, yeah all the winning so that started an entire argument back and forth and people jumping in so nice yeah i didn't get kicked out of the group so i feel pretty good oh well good for you yeah and i feel i realized so the other thing that happened was that um and i thought you would appreciate this there is a guy every sunday who on Sunday mornings writes about coming on out to church and praising Jesus. <sighs> yeah. And he does it every Sunday morning. And there are a ton of people that argue it every Sunday of like, okay, well, what about the people that don't go to church? Blah, blah, blah. And I realized why people are going to church in South Carolina. Still they're getting next to each other without masks and they're praising God because I quote, fear over faith and that seems to be the new tagline because there was a ton of people that jumped in that said I have fear over faith that nothing's going to happen to me have you seen the the cartoon going around of it's I think it's four panels and it's like a guy walking down the street and somebody offers him offers him a mask and he says no no no, i don't need a mask god's going to take care of me and then he's walking down the street and somebody else tells him to social distance and stay home and he goes no no no, i don't have to do that god's going to take care of me and then in the last frame he's lying in a hospital bed and 
he looks up and he goes, God, why, why didn't you take care of me? And the last frame is God going, I told you to stay home. I gave you a mask and you still did nothing. <laughs> You're a goddamn idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that's, that's a new thing here. That's all these people. They're, they're, I mean, I wish the Corona was so selective that they could just pick these people off. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. It's like, you know what? I, I wish that the, the, uh, the big GOP rally in Jacksonville was going to happen because that's another bunch of these assholes who can be excuse, exposed to it. But now, but now the big orange guy is saying that you should wear a mask. It's your patriotic duty. Well, you know, fool me once. Too little, too late. Yep. Oh, I'm behind in the polls. What should I do? Oh, let me do this now. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Like a tree in the wind. <laughs> Twee in the wind. Uh, Just like now. Yeah. <sighs> Yippee. All right. So getting away from political shit. Okay. Um, did you watch any of this week's Comic Con at Home panels? Um, I tried. <laughs> I I I tried. I sat through part of Kevin Smith's panel. Okay. And now I kind of wish I had watched the whole thing because I guess he got bleeped 114 times or something. Jesus. 113 okay. times for cursing. Of course. So it's like, oh, that would have been fun. <laughs> Um, but then I looked at everything that was up on the on the Comic Con YouTube page, and it was kind of like, this is all crap. These are all like the mini panels that twenty people go to. They posted almost everything, um, which was interesting because um, it's the first time really that anybody who's never gone to a Comic Con had access to had the opportunity. almost everything yeah. that they had. And I mean, we went through that schedule last week and there were very, very few things mm -hmm. that caught my eye. I watched the Picard panel. Okay. Um, which was hosted by this guy from, I guess, billboard magazine or something. And he yelled the entire time as if they couldn't hear him. Was it Chris Connell? I don't, it was some bald dude. Oh, I don't know. Um, and that really, I, I wanted to see if they were going to give you anything for next season since the first season was done pretty well or whatever. And it was all basically them talking about the first season and the response of it. And I was like, oh, okay. Are they just filling spaces for this? Um, and I tried to watch the Farscape panel and that was a bunch of the lesser known actors from the show reminiscing about the show. And I wasn't really into that either. Okay. Um, the only one that I watched really the all, all the way through was the Bill and Ted three panel because okay. Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter was going to be there. And then right. as soon as it started, it was hosted by Kevin Smith. And I was oh. like, Oh, son of a bitch. I'm going to have to sit through fucking Kevin Smith. And he spoiled a bunch of things because they showed him the movie. Oh, and he okay. was like, Oh, maybe they'll, they'll bleep that out. Well, they didn't. So he spoiled a bunch of shit that I would rather have not known about. 
um, he he introduces the cast and he talks about how one of the greatest actors working today and he's glad that they brought him back and it was William Sadler who played Death and ah. he talks once in the entire 45 minute panel oh and it was like it, I think the question was what's your favorite memory of shooting Bill and Ted 3 and he gave one little anecdote and that was it and it was like if you liked him so much why didn't you steer questions towards him Right. Like, and it wasn't like Keanu and Alex Winter were taken up all the time. They, yeah. they literally like, and I don't know if this was a thing that they, they told Kevin to do, but they pushed almost all of the questions to the two new girls. And how did you get cast? And what was it like to work with these two guys and blah, blah, blah. And I think maybe Keanu said like five things the entire time. Hmm. And it was like, what are you doing? So it was it was a little strange. I'm glad I missed it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I I'm still looking through their their page of things and maybe I'll watch some, but not really anything that really caught my attention. Hmm. Okay. I mean, the only, the only thing that I did see, did you see the the clip from uh Justice League? No. That they they released. So so Snyder Cut's coming to HBO Max. Yeah, I um, heard that. So they are... I, I guess there was a panel at Comic-Con where Zach was talking about like things that were being edited back in. And he showed a clip of... Did you see the movie? Did you see Justice League? Uh, yes. Okay, so the scene where Superman turns up at, um, I guess it's Wayne Manor, although Wayne Manor's kind of like broken in the back and he right. talks to Alfred was originally shot with him in the black suit, like black, black suited Superman. Okay. Um, so they've restored that. And I guess, um, somebody asked him about what he would leave in his cut that Joss Whedon, his, what Josh we- Joss Whedon was responsible for, and he basically said none of it. There will be no Joss Whedon footage in my cut at all. I'd rather burn it than, wow. than have him have any footage in my 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 cut of the movie. I thought that was really kind of interesting. Okay. Hmm. And I guess we're getting a trailer next month when DC does their own like version of Comic Con. Right. Fandom, I think it's called. So, we can look forward to that. Yeah. Did you see that uh, they've also announced that Bill and Ted 3 is going to be video on demand? No, but I think that's kind of smart based on where things are going today. Well, it, it, it they, they said it will get a theatrical release. Um, but okay. they are going to do a video on demand in the beginning of September. I think it's September 1st or 4th or something like that. And okay. that um, you'll be able to watch it at home. First run movie. They didn't announce like pricing or anything yet, but um, okay, it will be a video on demand rental thing for, you know, whatever it is. Um, I'm, my guess is going to probably be like 30 bucks. 
We'll see. Okay. So, would will you at some point, if there is a movie like that that you want to see, would you rent it at home for thirty bucks? For a one-time viewing? Yeah. No. No, you would wait. No, no. I don't even spend ten bucks to see things when they're in the theaters. When you <laughs> you know you're not going to die going there. <laughs> Uh, no. Well, okay. Not for 30 bucks. I wouldn't buy it for 30 bucks. Well, I will no. wait till it's on sale. No, but I'm, I'm assuming maybe it won't be 30 bucks. Maybe it'll be 20. Maybe, maybe it will be the amount that it would take to buy it or whatever. I don't know. I, mm, no, nope. I can, I can wait till it's on Netflix or Amazon Prime or something. Okay. <clears throat> but thanks for asking. <laughs> and then uh, I guess Disney has removed Mulan off of the calendar altogether. Yeah. See, again, I don't understand why some films are being considered too big to be home releases. Well, I th- and something like that. Especially. Do you think we're going to get into it? Do you think we're going to get into movie theaters by by Christmas? No. So so you're sitting on this. You're sitting on revenue. You're sitting on toy licensing. I mean, I know the shit's out there, but if there's not a movie tied to it, how much attention is it getting? Well, I I find it interesting that. Um the Cinemark Theater at Universal City Walk mm-hmm. down by you is open and they are showing Back to the Future and Harry Potter yes, films classic and movies. Cl- the classic movies I yep. I would love to know how many people are actually going to those movies every day and whether or not it's enough to keep Cinemark afloat while they wait for this shit to kind of settle down <clears throat> Especially in a state like yours, where like numbers continue to stay steady at like nine thousand cases a day. I don't know. I I can't see that it, that they're making that much money off of popcorn and and two gallon sodas mm-hmm. to justify staying open and leaving the electricity on and leaving the air conditioning on. I. I don't, I don't. And I mean, I'm sure it's, it's one of very few theaters that are open. So you don't have a lot of options of where you can go, but again, and I believe it's only Friday, Saturday and Sunday that they're open. Um, That sounds about right. The it's $5 for an adult, $3 for a child. And the concession stand prices have been dropped. It's $5 for a large popcorn and three fifty for a large fountain drink. Compared to a, a dollar at McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there's only there's only six Cinemark theaters open right now, f- five of which are in Texas, and then one which is in Florida. And hmm. in Florida, you can watch. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, you can watch the Avengers, the Karate Kid, 
Zootopia, Men in Black, Beetlejuice, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, The Goonies, Jurassic Park, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Back to the Future, Despicable Me, E.T., Ghostbusters, Jaws, Terminator 2, The Hunt, and Transformers. Hmm. Okay. So if you wanted to go see Raiders of the Lost Ark in the theater, which I think would be an interesting thing to go see it on the big screen again, you could do that at 8 o'clock tonight for 5 bucks. Yeah. And I could leave there and die, so... <laughs> and as of right now, not, not one ticket is sold for that theater. Oh, well, then I'll just go myself. <laughs> It'll be all my theater for five bucks. I can have date night with myself. There you go. Yeah, see, I... I What's a I don't private know. watch I don't party? S- Host your own screening for up to 20 guests. Imagine snacking on popcorn, laughing with friends and family, and enjoying your choice of one of our all-time fan-favorite movies in the privacy and comfort of your own auditorium. Well, it sounds like I can get that for five bucks today. <laughs> uh, actually, those are 125 bucks. But if you wanted the entire theater for yourself... Yeah. And you wanted to watch Goonies, you could do that for 125 bucks. And then invite if you wanted 20 people and then, you know, evenly space them out. I don't know. That's something that might be tempting. Is it? Sure. No people, no screaming kids, no <laughs> big fat tourists taking off their shoes and so, so that's opening worth, their bags of chips. That's worth 125 bucks to you for a movie you probably own on your shelf. But renting a new movie that hasn't been out yet for 30 bucks is out of out of the question yeah because eventually I can see that $30 movie for next to nothing <laughs> so I don't know if I'm going to like it if it's okay. Raiders or the Harry Potter films or uh, Jurassic Park Back to the Future Goonies any of those classics mm-hmm those don't often get shown on the big screen. No, but I'm also so wondering whether or I, not I would be more tempted. I'm wondering whether or not that is a, like they just have a Blu-ray player hooked up to the projector. Oh, well that would suck. <laughs> <laughs> it's an old laser disc we found at Goodwill. Cause I mean, I mean, where are they going to get a, a print of the Goonies? You don't think that there's already a digital print of that that exists somewhere in some... Uh, possibly. Warehouse something. Possibly. Hmm. I don't know. That's interesting, though. That's intriguing. Because it's not the corona so much as the stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. So it looks like, so for the 415 Jurassic Park, there's 14 seats sold. And it looks like as soon as you buy a seat, the the theater automatically puts 
what's called uh, safe seat spacing in between you and the next seat. Okay. And so there's there's one person in like the back row, and two seats on either side of them are are xed out that you can't buy. Well, it's kind of how I go to the movies anyway. You know, you put oh. your coat on one seat and you put your popcorn on the other seat. It's like, can you move down? No. But not not for reserve seating anymore. Reserve seating oh, is now yeah. that, that gamble of you don't know who's sitting next to you. Well, it should be like Tinder. Like they should, you know, put their pictures up and they say, who do you want to sit next to? <laughs> mm, not that one. <laughs> Swipe left. <laughs> Yeah. No, I'm not going to go to the movies anytime soon. I'm good. No, neither am I. But you do have that option to go see a classic if you really want to. If I want to. Okay. Go see the Karate Kid. Lexan, Lexan. So I can see the the evil version of Daniel-san? That's right. Mm. Karate Kid is two hours and 25 minutes long? Is it the Will Smith version? No. Oh. No, it's the Ralph Macchio version. That is, that's two and a half hours? Wow. What the fuck? Wow. Okay. That's longer than Prisoner of Azkaban. A little bit shorter than uh, Sorcerer's Stone and Chamber of Secrets. That's Karate Kid is longer than Jurassic Park. Wow. That's fucked up. That's such a good movie. What, Karate Kid? Yeah. You're the best around. No? We're not going to do a single one? Next. No. Well, you got to dash my dreams, man. All I remember is the song from Karate Kid 2. Oh, 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 um. I am the man <laughs> who fight for your honor. That's all I know. That's Keep all going. I got. Keep going. Come on. No. Keep going. No, that's really it. Oh. That's really it. Nope. Come on. That was the first time you ever sung on the show. Come on. No, I sung when Nippy died. Did you? Yeah. yeah. I will always love you. <laughs> when, when, uh, wait, what did see, you call see her? how much you remember? You called her Nippy? Nippy? Nippy. <laughs> that was what her friends called her. Oh, really? Because she was always cold. <laughs> <laughs> she she always has pokies? Yes. Boing. She was the original Pokemon. <laughs> uh, good times. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. So, yeah, I mean, so everybody's delaying their movies. The Avatar sequels are are delayed. Mm -hmm. Um, Tenet is delayed. Mm -hmm. I sure as hell hope Tenet isn't like this big stinker of a movie. Well, for such a big deal they're making out of it. That's what I don't understand. Like, if you look at Chris Nolan's movies, they're good. They're not necessarily great. Right. His his mystique comes from the fact that he doesn't like to shoot digital. He doesn't like 
he only, he'll only use visual effects when it's absolutely necessary. Um, the, the, the thing that it always jumped out was for Dunkirk, how he had talked about, like, he didn't want to use digital, um, crowds to fill in the beach. So when you watch the movie, right. the beaches are bare as compared to what the actual beaches looked like, um, in the real situation. And right. I think that when you watch his films, Dark Knight had a huge following. And that came down. I really kind of feel to the, the Heath Ledger mythos of here's a guy that's dead now. And this is the last movie he's ever going to be in. And which it wasn't. He was in the middle of filming a different one that they actually finished. Um, it was a good movie. Um, people will put it up there with the best comic book movies and, and there's something to be said for that. Okay. But when you look at his other stuff, when you look at inception, when you look at Dunkirk, they're okay. There's nothing great about them in my opinion. And I think he's got this mythos of he's the best filmmaker right now. And I don't necessarily know if that's true anymore. And Mm. It's it's an original idea, and I'm all for original sci-fi. But at the same time, you're right. There is nothing that's saying that it's a good movie. Except for him saying that he will not release it video on demand. He wants it to have a theatrical release. And I just, I don't know if that's viable anymore. Hmm. Would you rather not it seen at all than try right. to make some money off of it? I don't know. I mean, are you, you are movies that have been direct released at home due to the pandemic exempt from the Oscars and the Golden Globes? Well, or can they still be nominated? They are. Do they have to be shown in a legitimate theater, or do you think there'll be a change? They're already changing. Um, I want to say the the Emmy Awards at least um, for TV for TV um, or were they changing the Golden Globes too uh, Golden Globes changes um, alright so this was as of March 27th the Hollywood Foreign Press Association and Television Academy are implementing changes due to the coronavirus crisis. Uh, it's temporarily modifying its eligibility rules for the Golden Globe Awards as movie theaters and screening rooms have been have had to close due to the pandemic. Under the new guidelines, motion pictures no longer have to be screened for HFPA members. These rules have been provisional, provisionally modified. In light of the closure of all the theaters and screening rooms in Los Angeles, the requirement that a motion picture release must be screened for for Hollywood Foreign Press members in a theater or screening room is temporarily suspended. Okay. Uh, uh, Revised Emmy voting calendar modifications of the hanging episode rule for series and limited series 
and suspension of for your consideration industry events. Okay, so they're not. I mean, but for things like the Oscars, like to qualify, they have to be in theaters, but that's not the people that vote on those things get sent copies of them in the mail. Right. So I don't know why it would matter to be quite honest. It, it's going to be interesting if we're still in pandemic come January, if they haven't made his concession. Uh, yeah. I mean, they're going to have to do something. Or, or you, 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 you load the Hollywood foreign press into a movie theater and, <laughs> you know, see how many survive. <laughs> But those are important people. They'll take steps to make know. sure that they're okay. Oh, Chris, we've talked about the Hollywood Foreign Press. <laughs> yes, we have. It's it's the most fake award show there is. Yep, it's whoever they want to hang out with. That's who gets nominated. That's it. Yep. So in lieu of, of in-person screenings, distributors must provide members with a screening link or a DVD copy of the motion picture so that members may view it at home. So it has nothing to do with being in theaters. It has nothing to do. I think that is only the Oscars. But they, they, there was a fuss about that with Steven Spielberg and Scorsese where they were talking about like, anything that was on Netflix shouldn't be considered best picture because a Netflix best picture was wasn't he complaining about what, what was art and what wasn't art? Well, that was, so there was a couple or of is that over? things that was, that was over okay. the Irishman not doing well against the Avengers. Oh, uh, okay. That's right. Superhero films. Right. But there was also a thing when Roma won best picture that it had never been screened in a theater and it won best picture at the Oscars and everybody was up in arms because one of the things is you got to show it in a theater for a week. Right. Which is why when they did the Irishman, it played in the theater for a week and then went to Netflix. Hmm. Okay. I mean, it's all, but it's all fucking entertainment. Who cares? I know that there was True. just there was a there was a thing just recently about the um, Tom Hanks movie uh, um, Greyhound, which is the Navy uh-huh. movie that was pushed to Apple TV. Right. Apple TV said it's done so well, has had so many views that they're now going to to go out and be aggressive with Hollywood films to to premiere on Apple TV. And you know instead of going to Netflix or like going out and buying these movies to premiere with like big name stars in them. Hmm. So something's working. I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you've just got to figure out how to flip it and, um, you know, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's, a, you know, maybe it's like they did with trolls where, you know, for the first week or whatever, you pay a flat fee for a one-time viewing and then after that, you can do, you know, video on demand. And then after that, you can buy the digital copy. Right. And if you're like, you know, Disney or Star Wars or 
Jurassic Park, you'll have like 50 different <laughs> special editions. And it'll wind up on Disney Plus anyway. Right. Right. I mean, I'm waiting for the for the after hours showing of Hamilton with two fucks in it. <laughs> and then and then, you know, a couple months later, you have the, the original one with all three. There you go. I mean, one of the things that I had read too um, about movies being sold to Netflix was the freedom that the directors felt. Um, right. Because they're they're no longer tied to opening weekend of got to make the money back. Um, and the fact that I want to say that when David Iyer was hired to do Bright for Netflix, um, he presented them with the script, and they said, "Yeah, that's great. Just make sure that you film it in 4K." And he said, "You don't have any other notes for the script?" They're like, "No, do whatever you want." but make sure it's in 4k. And he said it was the most liberating thing of his life. Now it's not a real great film, but at the same time to have that freedom and not have to worry about making the money back and your survival as a director depends on the box office. That's got to be completely liberating for, for that. And, and I know that there are directors that make money off of the back end and that's how, they make a big chunk of their fortune and this negates that, but then ask for more money up front. Mm-hmm. What are they going to do? Say no to Spielberg. Like it's a, it's a Spielberg film. Like nobody's going to watch it if it goes to fucking Netflix. Like, come on. True. Things changing. I guess. Hopefully. I mean, it just, it seems like a weird, a weird hill to die on for a movie that you don't know how it's going to do like with tenant mm-hmm. because being in true Chris Nolan fashion, every time he puts out a trailer, it's always either alternate takes or scenes that are cut out of the movie so that the actual film is kind of intact. So even though you've watched those trailers for tenant, you still don't know what it's going to be. Right. And that's all on purpose. That's all. That's how he makes his movies. So in that light, why would you risk that when you could just sell it probably for your production costs and have that machine of Netflix roll out your, your film to the world and not have to worry about box office. I don't know. It, it it's, it's a weird, it's a weird thing to, to fight for. Well, somebody's not making the millions they used to make. So I think that's the biggest problem that they're having with this. Well, and that is. And and with like Disney removing Mulan, you would think that with all of the bad press that the main actress got when she was pro-police for Hong Kong. After they were dragging people off the streets and disappearing. Wait, that's Portland. Well, it was Hong Kong first. Portland's just trying to, (laughs) to live up to the Hong Kong name. Oh, good. But when you have those situations where she's getting bad press and then wasn't Mulan like pushed back a couple of times too? Yes. Like was, it was supposed to be out a while ago and it was supposed to be out before lockdown. Right. And so then it got pushed back and now it's taken off the schedule. 
in that situation, you would think that Disney would cut their losses and just put it on Disney plus or say video on demand for a couple of weeks. And then it's going to go out into Disney plus like Homeward did Homeward homebound. Right. What was that Pixar movie? Whatever that Pixar movie was. Um, what was that Pixar movie? Was it? Oh, oh, onward, onward, home, homeward, <laughs> onward, onward, onward. Yes. So like onward, you would think that they would do something like that and try to cut their losses and just say, look, we know this shit's going to be worse before it gets better. So here's, here's a Mulan movie for you that nobody asked right. for <laughs> with no singing, but you know, whatever. Right. I don't know. It's a, And I I understand, like, in these times, you don't know what's going to happen and when movie theaters are going to reopen. But Hollywood needs to start planning for the inevitable downfall of the movie theater at this point. Sure. And they're not ready to do that. And I would think that they would make more money doing it online, but maybe maybe not. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. I'd love to see a business model for Disney Plus versus the original pay cable version of the Disney Channel. Okay, yeah. To see what kind of projections they had in terms of after a movie had, had run its course in theaters, what kind of revenue did it bring back on pay cable? Obviously, you're not selling ad space, so you can't judge it by that. You know, there's there's got to be a way to track how how it compares. I would like to see their numbers on their decision for Artemis Fowl. It was a shitty movie. I think that's why. Well, but the the money that they spent to make it, the money that. Yep that they lost by shelving it for a couple of years or whatever it was a year or whatever it was. And yep. then saying, well, fuck this. We're going to put it on Disney plus and the justification of views to, I guess, subscriber money coming in, which I'm assuming is how they judge that on the backside of there's so many subscribers. This right. is how many plays it got. So this movie was either a success or a failure. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I can't figure out any other way that they would figure that out and whether that's justification enough for Mulan to not go that route or black widow. Although with a Marvel movie, you would think that, that, that money to, to su- su- subscriber to watch her ratio would be like through the roof. I think everybody would be watching it at that point because everybody's a huge Marvel fan and it's a new Marvel film, you know. True. And I think more and more people are shying away from from movies even before, you know, the pandemic shut down theaters. Oh, absolutely. They I were think, having I to think come up with ways certain, to get people back. Right, because there is a, a certain cross-section of the demographic that just couldn't afford it anymore. Right. Oh, or they'd wait till the $1 theater had it. Right. So then they started like, oh, you can reserve your seats online. Oh, and we're going to have these recliner seats for you. 
and we're going to deliver food to your chair mm-hmm. and yeah it was yes. all this stuff to try to save the, the the theater to begin with and now this yeah i can't see how it survives especially if this goes on into the fall mm-hmm. i mean i know with with the cancellation of the halloween celebrations at universal and disney I mean the the amount of money that's going to be lost in the Orlando area. Oh God, it's already showing. Is going to be staggering. I mean, just the amount of jobs of people who worked those. Yep. And the the revenue that that brought into to Orlando and the the people that would like plan vacations around Halloween festivals there, like. Yep. All that shit is going to make Orlando suffer. And on top of that, like, like when you have those entertainment industries being hit like that, you think that that larger companies like Universal and Disney would be looking for ways to make money however they could. I'm sure there are people sweating in an office somewhere (laughs) trying to figure that out. (laughs) But I mean, at the same time. You've you've got those those avenues to go down of like let's take this stuff and put it on Disney Plus or like Universal. I don't know if Universal has any kind of partnership with any kind of streaming service right now, but maybe they should look into that. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to operate some of your parks at partial capacity and have to close other ones again, the only way to make money then is online and reach masses that are stuck in their homes. Right. So why are we not in charge of Hollywood? Why are we just not in charge? <laughs> I don't want to deal with geopolitical crap. I could deal with entertainment though. So if you want to be in charge of the world, can I be your like entertainment? Czar? Czar. Yeah. The entertainment czar. Yeah. I'll see what I can do. Okay. I'll, I'll, uh, no promises, oh. but you know, Jesus, there's okay. a there's a good likelihood. <sighs> we'll see. What's in it for me? A good press. Hmm. I'll think about it. Good press could get you reelected. <laughs> well, well, well. And then I'll do. I'll deal with the entertainment people to keep masses that you lock at home in the lockdown entertained so that they're not like, you know, thinking about how the best way to take over the government is. Okay. Through episodes of the Mandalorian. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Yes. I'll go to Disney plus and tell them that they have to make 35 episodes a season. Great. Because we know what the quality will be by that point. No, it'll be really good. It's a Mandalorian. Yeah? Uh, I don't know. I think it'll end up having like that crappy Korean animation in it. (laughs) You know, they only do every 24th frame. (laughs) There you go. But that's the way The Simpsons does it. Uh yeah. <laughs> cheap and fast. That's right. That's what we're all about, cheap and fast. 
Well, of course. It'll be great. Don't worry about it. Yeah? Yeah. Hey, this just in. We've had another celebrity death. Who? Olivia de Havilland. From, um, wait, 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 wait. Don't tell me. Um, why can't I think of the name of that movie? Gone with the Wind. Yes. Yes. Arr. From Gone with the Wind. Wait, from and Gone with the Wind? How fucking old was she? 104. Holy shit. Yep. Wow, that's a life right there. That's an incredible life. From Gone with the Wind to the Love Boat. <laughs> was that her last thing? No. But she did do several television roles in the 70s. North and South, Roots 2, Love Boat. Oh, there you go. Um, she was currently suing Ryan Murphy. Is that who does American Horror Story? Yes, I believe so. Because she appears in his other series, uh, Feud. The first one that was Betty Davis and Joan Crawford with Jessica Lange and uh, uh, Susan Sarandon. Yeah, I kind of remember that. And she, you know, she's like, she's a living person. She should have been consulted. She was used in a way that wasn't true to what really happened. Oh, whoops. Do you think he killed her? <laughs> do you think he do you think he Epsteined her? No. Oh my god. That's kind of scary, Chris. What if it was? <laughs> oh my god, I don't know. Yeah, I I don't think you're going to kill a 90 or 104-year-old. All you gotta do is sneak up and go boo. <laughs> I guess it'd be more like boo thud. <laughs> I'm assuming I'm assuming at 104 that was old age. Does, yes. Does it say? Okay. Died peacefully in her sleep. Okay, good. Peacefully in her soup. <laughs> <laughs> Face down. Choked on a carrot. <laughs> well, rest in peace, Olivia. Yeah. Regis, I spit on your grave. Pui. Two. Two. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Good times. You been watching anything, anything on TV? <sighs> I wa I've been watching some random old movies. I watched... Flatliners. Okay. The movie with Kiefer Sutherland, Kevin Bacon, mm -hmm. Julia Roberts, Oliver Plath, was it Stephen Joel, Baldwin. Joel Schumacher film. It was a Joel Schumacher film. Mm -hmm. You can tell because it looks like some of the sets are left over from his Batman movies. <laughs> was that like, before that's or a after real... Batman? I don't remember. Oh. Okay. So go on. We can look it up. We can look I, it up. I'm looking it up right now. Keep, keep going. Okay. There you go. Lightning fingers. Yeah. Um, it was an interesting movie, a, a typical kind of horror movie in which they mess with something they shouldn't, mm -hmm. and things they've done in the past have come back to haunt them. Okay. 
So in this one, they've actually found that you can um, achieve a baseline death for several seconds, if not minutes, and actually explore that that um, life flashing before your eyes, and then be brought out of it. Okay. But unfortunately, some of the things you've done in the past uh, come back to haunt you, more or less. <laughs> so, um, Keyford Sutherland is being chased by this kid that when he was a kid, um, he was harassing him. Um, I want to say it was in a graveyard, and the kid, he had like the kid chased up a tree. And he falls out of the tree and dies. So the kid's like chasing him with a hockey stick. And <laughs> um, Kevin Bacon was, was used to always make fun of this little black girl on the bus going to school. And he actually found out she was still alive. So he goes, finds out where she lives and goes and apologizes to her. And that kind of like cures him. Okay. Um, and then Julie Roberts, it's something to do with her father who passed away. And um, she somehow makes amends, and she's fine. But Kiefer Sutherland ends up going, going under too long, and he's in the graveyard with the kid, and he ends up dying in the, dying in his dream, as it were. And then the 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 dead kid comes and you know meets him. <laughs> they skip off into the darkness. Oh. It was a little weird. Okay, it was, it was a little weird. It was weird seeing Oliver Platt not being old and fat. Yeah, people don't remember that he had a decent career like, yeah. in the beginning. I mean, he was one of the three musketeers for the Disney film. That's right, he played the fat one. Porthos. Porthos. Um, and I think that was one of the first places that I ever saw him. Um... But to to answer to answer the question from before, Flatliners came out in 1990. Batman and Robin was 1990, or Batman Forever was 95. Oh well, then he was so, testing some of his Batman art direction. So Batman is probably using Flatliners locations. Yeah, uh, there's some, uh, yeah, <clears throat> there's some weird shit. And then I watched this really bizarre old black and white movie called Hush, Hush, Sweet Charlotte. Okay. That was with, um, I, I want to say it was Olivia de Havilland and Betty Davis. What's it called? And Betty, Hush, Hush, Sweet Charlotte. Yeah, very good. Um, because it was supposed to be Betty Davis and Joan Crawford, and then Joan Crawford got fired, and they brought in Olivia de Havilland. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, it's just a weird, fucked-up movie. Um, Betty Davis's character, Charlotte, is a, a little um, crazy. She witnessed her father killing her, her lover uh, in their house, and she's still living in that house. Um, Olivia de Havilland plays a cousin who's trying to get the get the inheritance of the of the house and putting Charlotte in a mental institution, and Agnes Moorhead is in it from Bewitched. 
<laughs> it was it was a very weird movie because at the end, so there's this doctor who's treating Charlotte, who's also in cahoots with the cousin, okay. and he's kind of he's kind of drugging her out and making her seem even more crazy than she is, and they're they're gaslighting her, you know, they're running around in the dark whispering her name and <laughs> um, weird shit like that, and in the end, and the the uh, they think they've killed her finally and you see Charlotte on a balcony and the doctor and the cousin are like down below and they're hugging and Charlotte like pushes this huge cement planter on them and crushes them both. (laughs) It's like, Oh, okay. Interesting film. (laughs) It's actually, it's, it's not John genre wise. It's not listed as a horror film or anything. It's a crime drama, mystery and thriller. Yeah, I was going to say Southern Gothic. Okay. Wow. But, um, yeah, it's an odd movie. I was watching Empire Strikes Back earlier today until my shit cable started to go out again. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with your cable? I, I, I really swear that when the neighborhood gets busy, I, my signal gets downgraded. Are you all on, like, one junction? Like, I don't know. Like, like the the whole neighborhood is is using is on the one cable, and well, we're all splitting from that one cable. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. It sounds like like bitrate drops. I don't know because like during the week, every day between four and seven, it's like shit. Wow. I mean, it gets it gets pixelated and scrambled to the point you can't watch it. Really? Unless you go to like the 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 cheap low def channels the 200s and stuff <laughs> and then on the weekends huh so it's like empire strikes back was on tnt and i watched the whole luke i'm your father no uh-huh. sequence yeah and then as the millennium falcon picks him up it just went to shit <laughs> so i should probably call them <laughs> yeah you know for 183 bucks a month $183? That's what you're paying? Yeah. Holy shit. Quality service, Chris. Yeah, I'm I'm really surprised that you aren't, like, pitching a fit. Well, I, I switch over to other stuff, Prime, or I have Peacock now for free. So, does your cable and internet come through the same box? Or uh, the same? Yes. So, and do you have any problems with Prime? Like during no. those times? Uh, never. None whatsoever. That's weird. Not, not, not random glitches, nothing. And most of the time I get the little error message that, oh, there's a problem on our end. Give us a minute while we fix it. And two hours later, it's still going on. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's, it's, it's interesting because it should all be one like data chunk that you're hitting from. Right. And the fact that your cable is shitty and the streaming isn't. Uh-huh. That's just fucked up. Well, I can watch reruns of Everybody Hates Chris right now. That's good. <laughs> um, Did you happen to see the 30 Rock pandemic special? We talk about this? No, I think we had mentioned that it was no. happening, but we didn't talk about it. 
and I didn't watch it. Um, it was hard to tell where the episode ended and the commercials began. Oh, really? And I, yeah, because they would do there. I mean, part of the joke joke was always that they were a subsidy of a much larger conglomerate conglomerate. Um, so, so like their businesses sometimes crossed over, but they do, um, the Jane Krakowski character was in a movie called the rural juror. Okay. So there might be, there might be like a scene from the rural juror and then it would go into, you know, a regular commercial. This had part of it was them figuring out the new TV season. Uh-huh. So there were the funny trailers and then there were like real NBC trailers and like so is that real or is that because that doesn't look too funny (laughs) it was very well done okay it was very well I mean it was the the typical one person on camera um except for Jack McBrayer who played um what's his name the assistant do you ever watch 30 Rock one or two episodes and that might have been when when I was down there staying with you okay well anyway so the character is now like the head of NBC and he had scenes with himself has his female assistant who was in love with him okay so they were they did split screen oh, that okay. I'm sure wasn't just done on his iPhone um, and then the other stuff was 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 very typical that it's like oh these two are married so they've got a scene together and these two are supposed to be married but they're on a break and (laughs) um the parks and rec one i think was much funnier okay i mean part the parks and rec one was done really well yeah as far as very simple like you know chris pratt's stuck in the basement right which is why he's not with what's her name right yeah I would like to see a quarantine version of the Brady Bunch. <laughs> I think it's possible. I think it's doable. I think it's the Brady Bunch meets the Partridge family. Or who's left? Or who's left? Fight to the finish. Big Brother <laughs> TV families. Well, I think they need to do that like they did the uh, the Princess Bride thing where you know they're, they're having a sword fight and each side of the sword fight is like a different right, it's thing separately. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I think that would be good. Yeah. It'd be funny. <laughs> yeah. The only thing that I really watched this past week is I watched a couple of episodes. I don't know if you remember the show called out of this world. Mm. It was, it was on in like the late eighties, like 87. Uh, what, what what was it? So it was the story of a young girl that on her 13th birthday discovers that her father is an alien and that she has powers. Does this ring a bell at all? Okay. No. So I remember watching this as a kid. Um, it's got Donna Pascal from, um, from Saturday Night Fever. From Saturday Night Fever plays the mother. And it says Burt Reynolds was in it. Yes. So he was the father, but he, the only thing like, so sh- 
the first episode is her 13th birthday and her discovering that her long lost father who her mother really never talks about is an alien and that on her 13th birthday she gets powers and they the first one manifests in the fact that when she touches her fingers together time stands still so um at the end they get the special box that she can talk to her father and her father is burt reynolds but you only hear his voice i don't know if he oh. ever appeared in it okay um, it says he did 95 episodes yeah i i think he he did his voice was in all but like one of them or whatever okay uh, um but it was a show that i watched as a kid and Wow, this show had like the the who's who of 1980s TV. Yep. I mean Doug McClure, uh Ruth Buzzy, Scott Baio, mm-hmm. Betsy Palmer, Richard Mall, Tom Bosley. Yep, the the um, far? the the theme song was Swinging on a Star. Okay. And it had been posted on um Reddit and somebody had said, "Hey, this is a really cool old TV show, which made me feel fucking terrible. Right. And like, Oh, it's got this catchy intro. So I clicked on it and I was like, Holy shit. I remember this. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I think I'm going to have to check it out. I'm not, I, I, where did I watch the first one? The first one might be on YouTube. Um, but I don't know if, if you can find all like 95 episodes, but it's one of those, like I'm remembering it fondly because I grew up with it. Uh, Oh yeah. Apparently there's a hundred and some. Oh, wait. I mean, you can at least watch the first couple on there. No, there's a oh, playlist there's... that says it's the complete series. Oh, well, there you go. Yep, like like late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. It, like TV making it its, not its Finest. best, but, you know. It's right up there with Small Wonder. Uh, see, I was a huge Small Wonder fan, too. Were you really? I never got into Small Wonder. I did like the one, though, about the nanny who was a 1920s flapper who got hit by a streetcar. Wait. That was a, that was Small Wonder? No, that wasn't oh. Small Wonder. That was a different show. Oh, okay. I don't remember that one. There was There was one... Do you remember the TV show where the kid had the science the scientist neighbor and gets hit by the ray and gets superhero powers uh, and he would use like he could fly but he couldn't control it so he'd do like greatest American hero no it wasn't greatest American hero wasn't greatest American hero no that one was where the dude find he, he finds a oh, spaceship the in the middle of the thing and they give him the suit and he can't control the suit Right, but this uh, I can't, I can't remember who was in it, but he had like um. They would use like like aerosol cans to get him to go in the proper direction, but it was like really bad visual effects, and I I 
remember watching it as a kid and I don't know the name of it. It's haunted me. Not haunted me, but I've always wondered what it was. I wonder if I did a, uh, a TV show. Boy Superpowers. TV show Boy with Superpowers. Let's see. Uh, My Secret Identity. That's what it was called. You remember that? It was Jerry O'Connell. Oh. Uh, no, I don't. You Now you sound really far away. <laughs> okay, I'm back. <laughs> it was a Canadian TV series. Yes. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, the show I was thinking of was called Down to Earth. Down to Earth, okay. Down to Earth. It was about this woman from the 1920s who gets hit by a streetcar, and her ghost comes back to be the nanny to this family. It's classic. She's a ghost? Yes. What year was this? Uh, 80s. Ran on TBS from 84 yes. to 87. The series was originally produced by the Arthur Company. The series revolved around Ethel McDougan, a free-spirited woman who lived in the Roaring Twenties. She waits in heaven for 60 years for a chance to earn her wings until finally she's sent to Earth in the 80s to help the Preston family. Yes. Sounds like the, the, the supernatural version of Mr. Belvedere. Uh, yes. <laughs> if you insist. <laughs> so in the cast list, it has Stephen Johnson as Richard Preston in 1984 and then Dick Sargent from 84 to 87. Oh, so I don't remember that. Did, was it, he was one of the Darrens on Bewitched, right? Yeah, it was Dick York who got replaced. Dick York by Dick Sargent. Yes. So David Kaufman got, by another. got replaced by Dick Sargent for this. Apparently, well, I don't know, but I, apparently he wasn't the first. In either case. Yes. Well, that's pretty funny. I always remember that, that joke from Wayne's World where they're talking about it and they're like, Dick York, Dick Sergeant, Sergeant York. Poor Dick Sergeant. Died in 94. Bye-bye. He was only 64 when he died. Hmm... Well, that's a trip down memory lane. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how many people have tuned out by now. <laughs> They're all going to Wikipedia going, what was that show called? That's right. What? That's right. See, they're they're calling now. Yeah. It's a message. Yeah. All right. You got anything else for this week? 
Or is it trip uh, down memory lane? No, enough? I don't think so. All right. That was enough. Okay. If you have any, if you have any questions for us, if you want to write to us, you can always send us an email at info at dancemonkeypodcast.com. And follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Let us know you're listening. So until next week, this is Chris. This is John. Have a good week. Hey, Chris. What? Wear your mask. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>